How do you keep Asians out of fancy universities so there's more spots for white people? Well, you do it by saying that you're trying to help black people. Coming up today on the Anti-Woke Podcast. So the University of California system, you know, which is a bunch of colleges, um, they've decided, decided to stop using the SAT. Some of the schools have SAT optional and I'm listening to uh, Slate's What Next po- podcast talking about it. And it's a good podcast. Uh, I mean, it's woke as hell. Uh, you know, they're always, you know, whites are bad, blacks are good. is kind of a theme of every episode. But they give you a lot of good information while they, while they give you their theme as well. But I'm actually redoing this podcast because this is my second attempt. Because at the end, I realize what's really going on. But uh, throughout my first take, I'm like, oh, this is whatever. The UC system is not happy with the number of black people getting in, so they want to get rid of the SAT. Actually, that's just it. So that my, my first take on the whole thing until I realized at the end was they were not happy with the number of black people getting in, so they wanted to get rid of this test that black people do not do well on. But then I realized what the test really does is it helps... Asians, in in particular East Asians, and in particular, like, you know, Chinese immigrant families and their kids. Like, Chinese people, people of Chinese descent, do phenomenal on tests. I mean, they're, you know, forget about Jews. As far as any large population group in the world, Chinese people are just amazing at tests. So I'll give you a little history of the SAT and the UC system. Um... In 1968, UC decided to use the SAT, and apparently the SAT wasn't that popular before then, but California is such a big state, even back then, that uh, basically colleges all across the nation started using the SAT just to kind of be the same as the University of California system. And this podcast doesn't talk about it, but there was like a, there was a referendum or something, a law passed in California, I think in the 90s, that said, uh, you can't discriminate on the basis of race. Like, basically, it outlawed affirmative action, I think. And after that passed, I think, like, the number of blacks and Hispanics dropped a whole bunch. But now, you know, now today, the University of California is system. I mean, a ton, it's very, very diverse. I mean, yes, they got Asians. Like, I think Berkeley's, like, half Asian, for instance. That's the best UC school. The Cal Bears in football. But the other thing that's kind of inconvenient for woke people is that the percentage of Hispanic people going to going into UC, getting into UC and doing great, you know, doing wonderful, having great lives, uh, is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Tons of Hispanic people. Like the thing that's gone down is white people. It was probably all white back in the 60s or something. And then black people were not a huge percentage of it to start with, but they went down also. But mostly whites were traded out for Asians and and Hispanics, which is fine. I mean, which is fine. Wonderful. I love it when people like work hard and make America better. I don't care your I don't care your skin color at all at all. Just work hard and make America better. I mean, I live in America, so in the '90s they had a, that affirmative action thing, and then I guess in 2001 there was some talk about getting rid of the. SATs from the UC system. And then in 2018, uh, the person in charge created a panel of experts to study whether or not they should get rid of the SAT. 
And that panel was studying and studying. And then uh, in early 2020, there's the, the UC Regents, the Regents of the University of California. I don't know. It's like the school board. Basically, there's a school board, just like, uh, you know, like in that Virginia situation where the school board was trying to hide the fact that a 14-year-old girl was raped in a bathroom by a boy wearing a dress. Well, anyways, they got themselves a school board, the Regents, for UC and in early 2020, they said, screw it, we've been talking about this too long, your study is taking too long, we're getting rid of the SAT. But then for whatever reason, that vote didn't hold. But then in May 2020, they really did it. They really got rid of the SAT. And I don't know, they don't say the exact date, but you know, George Floyd was murdered like May 28th or something. So I'd be curious to know if they like, they got, finally got fed up and got rid of the SAT like on May 29th or whatever. I don't know, you know, I don't know if that's a weekend or what day that is. Just the first thought that I have. Anytime you hear May 2020, I mean, that should be the first thought you have. Oh yeah, that was George Floyd. That was the start of the rioting. That was the start of the racial reckoning. That was the start where people thought that they were going to make life wonderful for black people by by defunding the police and then cause the murder of 5,000 black people. Oh whoops. But so in any case, uh this last uh, group of freshmen, more, there was more people applied to the UC system than has ever applied. And the number of seats is basically the same. So they have the most rejections they've ever had. The people accepted were the most diverse group of people ever. It probably is the wrong kind of diversity, or at least the wrong kind of diversity for some people. I wanted that kind of diverse person, not that kind of diverse person. Are you crazy? And, you know, it was a couple ladies talking about it, like an LA, L.A. Times lady was the person being interviewed. And she was saying it's going to be interesting. We, like, we don't know. It's, we know that it's the most diverse. We don't know the breakdown of that. We'll know that in a few months. But more interesting than that is a few months and then a year from now, we'll find out if people did worse in college. Like, did getting rid of the SAT... Um, get you students who are not ready for college, people who got lower scores than they would have normally, you know, lower scores than previous years, or people who dropped out more than previous years. So that'll be interesting. We'll just have to wait and see on that one. All right, but so I'm going to get, you know, if you think that was anti-woke, get ready. I'm going to get truly anti-woke here. So I was watching an interview with, I think his name is Lawrence Krauss. Anyways, it's it's a guy, he's a a physicist, teacher at the at Arizona State. I think he got me too and had to retire. But anyways, he was a big dog in physics, right? Physics is the hardest subject in college. So basically, you know, the absolute smartest kids, uh, you know, were his students and his graduate students. And in this interview, he was talking, you know, and he's anti-woke and he was talking to someone else who's anti-woke. And like, you know, a lot of people think the idea is like, oh, tests are great. Because, whatever, because it gets you the correct minority and gets rid of the incorrect one. Okay, I'm not sure how to say that. Let me just say this. So the so the, the lady was, like, talking to him. She's like, oh, yeah, tests are great, right? You get all the best students. That's why you should go with tests and not just, you know, pick people based on their skin color. And he was like, well, you know, for graduate students, right, this is the pinnacle. The absolute pinnacle of everything is a physics graduate graduate student. He's like, you know, the tests don't work that well. A super high test score does not actually predict how good you're going to be at physics, you know, at the school doing the things that we need done. 
And the lady's like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, the people who get the absolute highest test scores are like Chinese Americans. And they may get the absolute highest test score, but when it comes time to do some actual physics, you know, like figure out what's going on with black holes or figure out what's going on with uh, nuclear energy, uh, they don't actually do that good. They're just good at the test. They're not good at the work. And so, basically, I think the University of California system, when they got rid of the SATs, the idea, I mean, the thing that they would say is that they were getting rid of it because not enough black people were getting in. But I think the real reason is, you know, and probably half of them, half of them did get rid of it because not enough black people were getting in. And then the other half are like, too many Chinese Americans are getting in, basically. And like every, you know, all the Ivy League colleges, like if you if you think it's a problem that uh, Chinese Americans, I mean, you can say Asian Americans, but they're mostly Chinese, you know, like this ain't Filipinos, this ain't Samoans. If you think it's a problem that Chinese Americans are about to be half of the student body at like every good school in America, then a good way to lower the number of Chinese Americans is to get rid of the test because they are freaking amazing at it. Yeah, so what are they replacing it with? Well, basically it's high school grades. And there's some concern about grade inflation. Like, well, basically, you know, rich kids who go to good high schools get better grades than poor kids who go to terrible high schools. And so this LA Times lady is calling that grade inflation. But you know, back when we had, back when we had the SAT, you know, years ago, back in the good old days, uh, the rich kids who went to high, good high schools, they also got higher scores on the SAT. So I think really what it is, is they're just, they're better at school. They're better at the stuff that America needs as their workers in the future. And you know, if every kid in a, if every kid in a class gets an A, because they're all freaking geniuses, then not a big deal. I mean, otherwise, that it, it's, you know, that's equality, but that's not equity. So my guess is what we'll see is that the bad schools are going to have to start giving out straight A's too. And then when those kids get into college, I mean, they're just going to get demolished. They will not be ready for anything. And the LA Times lady is like, she's like, yeah, we don't know. We'll see if more people drop out or more people get bad grades. And uh, anyways, her answer to that is not try and figure out how to get people into the correct school for them. You know, maybe you're not ready for Berkeley, but you should be going to a Cal State Fullerton. Anyways, her solution is that the school somehow, you know, provides tutoring and blah, blah, and that, and you lift up, you lift up the, I guess, whatever, the minority students that you favor, you lift them up with more help, and that's how you're going to solve the problem, which I think we've been trying that for 50 years. It doesn't work that good, but we'll try again. I mean, whatever. If at first you don't succeed, try again. And if people have done studies that show that what you're trying to do will never succeed, then you call them racist. Yeah, so it makes me think of this thing called mismatch theory, which I, you know, whatever. People call it racist, even though the people who study it aren't. And if you took it, if you took it into account, you'd actually be helping, you know, black and brown people. But anyways, mismatch theory says that if you let someone into a better school than they're prepared for, that's not good. It's not good for them. And sure, maybe it makes them drop out, but what it really does, like, you know, if you let someone who just ain't ready for Harvard at all into Harvard, they don't actually drop out, 
But what it is, is like, you know, when they started, they're like, yeah, I'm going to go be a electrical engineer. That'll be awesome. And then they get into their, you know, as a, their freshman classes with the other electrical engineers. And it's like every kid, you know, they're the dumbest kid in the class. Every other kid is so far beyond them. And the class moves at a fast rate for those kids that uh, whatever, they can't keep up and they have to change their major. So it's not that you necessarily... Uh, drop out of Harvard, but what you do is instead of being the, an engineer, you know, you go off and do, I mean, I hate to say it, African-American studies to start with, or sociology or women's studies or whatever the problem is, you know, something that's just a hell of a lot easier. And, you know, and maybe that sounds fine, and that kind of is fine. I mean, you'll still be, you'll still be rich. Anything, you know, anyone who goes to Harvard can still be rich if they want to be. But the thing is, is that if they just gone to, you know, instead of going to Harvard, where they shouldn't have been let in, you know, if they've gone to the University of Kansas, you know, where they would have just been like a normal student there, they could have done their electrical engineering, they would have been in the middle of the class, they would have finished the whole thing and gotten their degree as an electrical engineer and then gone into the world as an electrical engineer. And then when you look at like companies like Google and Facebook and etc., Intel, it's like, why are there no people of color in the electrical engineering section of your company? They're like, well, we can't find any. Well, the reason why is because the ones who could have done it were put into a school where they can't succeed. And that's mismatch theory. I also uh, Twitter handle, at Religion of Woke. And I have a friend who I know in real life, and he occasionally listens to my podcast. And he liked it when I talked about this time that this giant deer went right where I, right, right by me and chased by a bunch of the neighbor's dogs. So I was thinking I might throw in uh, something about real life right now. Let's see. Well, I liked a garage sale. And at a garage sale I was at, for free, I got an old wheelbarrow. And it was like, well, one of the, anyways, it was broken. So I took it all apart, and now I have the metal part of a wheelbarrow just sitting there with nothing attached to it. And then the wheel actually uh, holds air, and then all the upper, you know, all the stuff that connects the the barrow to the wheel and the handles, that stuff's all busted. So I don't know what I'm going to do with that, but that's what I've been working on. Okay, thanks for listening.